0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1226, How to Get Off the Emotional Roller Coaster and Date from a Centered Place, Part 2, by Melissa Josu of Melissathelovecoach.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to ORD, the show that is all about improving your relationships every single day. I am Greg Audino, your host and narrator, and today I'm coming to you with part two of the post we began yesterday, Melissa's post about getting off the emotional roller coaster. And dating from a centered place. It got off to a great start, and the rest of it is wonderful too, and to me applies to a lot more than dating. I'll elaborate on that in my commentary at the end, though. First, let's finish up this post and continue optimizing your life. How to Get Off the Emotional Roller Coaster and Date from a Centered Place, Part 2, by Melissa Josu of MelissaTheLoveCoach.com. Being attached to an outcome will always make you feel anxious because you can't control outcomes. The only things that you can control are your own actions. When you're attached to an outcome, you feel at the mercy of your circumstances and in constant fear of loss. What we ultimately fear is what the loss or potential loss means for or about us. And that's the core of the anxiety and insecurity. A deeply seated fear that you will not be okay if he pulls away or rejects you or that you will not be okay if he doesn't text back, doesn't make plans, or doesn't commit. Because then the rejection confirms your fears. That maybe he's not really interested in you, or maybe you won't ever find this kind of connection again. Maybe you're not enough for him. Maybe you're just not enough. This is how the fear of loss can leave us desperately clinging, at least within our hearts and minds, to the outcome of a dating experience. When we're attached, we put our sense of security and well-being in the hands of this external circumstance, this outcome of this dating experience, which is ultimately out of our control. But if we take a deeper look, how true is it that you will not be okay if things don't go as you had hoped? And says who? Who has the authority to determine that you are not okay? And who has the power to determine that you are okay? As we look forward to the new year, I want to offer hope, encouragement and tell you with love and profound conviction that you have this power within you and you've had it all along. To get off the emotional roller coaster, to find your sense of center, you only have to do one thing. Deeply connect with your true self, the real you. The you who is witness to the fear and anxiety, but is not the fear and anxiety itself. So I invite you to try these practices that you can start doing right away. These practices can help you avoid the emotional roller coaster that dating can be and support you in staying centered and empowered. And the operative word is practice. It's not about doing this perfectly, because perfection is an expectation, too. Nurture an attitude of possibility rather than expectation. Rather than being in the energy of expectation and being attached to an outcome, which promotes fear and anxiety, shift to being in the energy of possibility. Instead of holding on to an outcome and saying to yourself, this must happen, or I expect this to happen, you can instead tell yourself, I want this to happen, but I know I'm not in control of outcomes, but I'm open to what's possible. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to agree with or like the outcome that comes to be, but being detached from the outcome means you consciously make space in your heart for the unexpected. When you're centered and detached from outcomes, You're deeply aware that you can never see, nor can you control the whole picture. And so, you've made room in your heart and consciousness for the unexpected. If you're not open to the unexpected, or if you don't have room in your heart for possibilities, even for possibilities that you might dread, it's especially upsetting when those expectations don't come true. Hence, the roller coaster effect. When you make space for the unexpected, and when the unexpected comes, it upsets nothing, and you still maintain your center. Reattribute your sense of happiness and well being. When you practice letting go of attachment to outcomes, you reclaim your ownership and responsibility for your well being and happiness. When you practice letting go of attachment to outcomes, you're not clinging to the notion that if expectation or outcome happens, I will be happy, or if expectation or outcome doesn't happen, I will be unhappy. Your sense of well being is no longer dependent on an outcome, but rather, your well being is within your control and your happiness becomes something you have the power to cultivate from within. Reconnect with your wholeness. When we're attached to an outcome, we can fear loss so profoundly that we don't feel we'll be okay if our fears come to be. The anxiety can undermine our ability to be present and joyful in our life and relationships. But what are we afraid of losing? And what does it really mean for us if we don't have the love or the attention from a man that we want? Are we any less worthy of being loved? Are we any less lovable? I love how Deepak explained the importance of reconnecting with your true self to let go of fear and attachment. Quote, when any part of your life has an undercurrent of fear, even the prospect of fear, it isn't being enjoyed to the fullest. Imagine that you're standing on a beach in Hawaii, soaking up a breathtaking sunset. Feel how that feels, how free and unattached you are. Now imagine if someone says, the sun is going to blow up in five minutes." or that's the last sunset you'll ever see, or even you have a mortgage on the sun and the bank is foreclosing tomorrow. Adding the element of anxiety decreases your joy by adding the element of I. It's because I may never see another sunset that I stay attached to it. So detachment doesn't mean letting go in the way people usually think. You don't say it's only money, who cares? Because deep down, everybody cares when it's my money. What this demonstrates Is that attachment is always about the ego, not about the thing you're attached to. Your fear is for yourself, ultimately and truthfully. Therefore, to stop being attached and really enjoy your whole life as if you were enjoying a spectacular sunset, you only have to do one thing eliminate I from the equation. Find your true self, which lies deeper than your ego, and something wonderful happens. You realize that no one can ever rob you of yourself. You are safe. There is nothing to lose that cannot be replaced and nothing to gain that adds to who you are." End quote: "When you have awareness of your true self, you have the power to step off the emotional roller coaster. You have a deep knowing that you're safe. you're secure, you don't have to strive, you don't have to fight for it. You don't have to prove yourself. There is nothing missing and nothing to fix. You are whole and complete and inherently worthy of love. You are inherently worthy. You have a deep knowing that by simply being who you are, you're already worthy. You're already worthy. You're already worthy. You are already worthy. The truth is you are already worthy of love. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Get Off the Emotional Roller Coaster and Date from a Centered Place by Melissa Josu of MelissaTheLovecoach.com. And a lot of thanks to Melissa for her wisdom, and of course for letting us share it. It's an interesting idea, this thought of remaining non-attached. And I say interesting because it's so true and so valid, but can be extraordinarily difficult to put into practice, sometimes due to very extensive conditioning or even genetics that we can't simply will ourselves away from. But don't let this deter you. A lot of change can be made, and relatively quickly, with some efficient mindset work like Melissa has touched on in this article. But the other stuff can take time. And sometimes better our relationship with attachment or lessening attachment doesn't mean eradicating it, but instead focusing on how to manage it. So it's important to check in with yourself about the attachments you have and where they come from, and whether at this point in time it could be better to work with them, befriend them, and manage them, as opposed to trying to rid yourself of them. And maybe turning them into a villain by doing that. Either way, a great way to start is by integrating a sense of balance in your life. Even if there is something you're attached to, seek other areas of interest and spend time within them so you can start understanding and getting value from several different sources in life. Even in the midst of difficult feelings of attachment, taking action like this is controllable and can naturally shift where you derive value from in a healthy way. So get to it, friends. We're done for now. I hope this article has been what you need to start the week off strong, and you know I'll be here with you the whole time reading to you each day. So be sure to come on back tomorrow where we will resume with another post and where your optimal life awaits.